0: Thank you for well, the uh, 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 sermon To, to find, find out more about graceful 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 of God. About please visit G Seeking the Lord.com. Seeking the Lord. Now let's get into a powerful message for the At the beginning of the year, I, I, I shared with you two things that I felt like the Lord was speaking to us to focus on in this year. The first one was a greater intimacy with Him. How many of you experienced that this morning? I, I know I did. I mean, just a... I have been experiencing it more and more in our in our times of worship, more and more in my personal times, more and more. I mean, I've been doing this for over 40 years, and it's getting better and better. I'm getting closer to Him. I'm getting more intimate with Him than I've ever been before in my life, and man, it's awesome. But then the second thing that I believe God wanted us to do is after we got more intimacy with Him is to have his heart for the lost. To have his heart for the lost. And so I really want to focus on that over these next uh, several weeks. In Luke 19, verse 10, I believe this gives us Jesus' mission statement as he came into this world. And it's a very simple statement. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That was his mission statement. That's why he came into the world. He came into the world to seek and to save the lost. Well, if that was Jesus' mission statement, don't you think that probably should be ours? I mean, I think that If Jesus was sent to do that and we're to be followers of Jesus and we're to be like Him, then we need to be seeking and saving the lost. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? But this word seek is the key. I I believe it it is is a, a very key part of what all of this is about. Because many times we think, oh yeah, I care about the lost. I care about people getting saved. Oh, that's great that they got saved today. But how many of us are seeking the lost? Have you ever played hide and seek? How many of you ever played hide and seek? Come on. I need you to interact today. Alright. i got to get you waking up. Move your hands up. You guys, everybody's played hide and seek some point in their life. I'm sure. Okay. Now, the whole premise of the game is somebody is it right so you're it and that means you've got to do a countdown all right and everybody else goes and hides somewhere and then when the time is up when you've counted to whatever it was then you're supposed to open up your eyes and go and try to find them right and that's how you you win the game if you find everybody if you go out and you seek after them and you find them wherever they're hiding. Now, how many of you have ever played the game with somebody that you really didn't want to go find? <laughs> yeah, I got to admit it. There's been times when there was that annoying kid, you know, that you're just like, mm, I'm just going to sit over here by this tree in the shade and just wait on them. I, They'll holler out, hey, I'm still hiding. Yeah, okay, I'm looking. You know, it's like, you know, but you you just leave them out there. You leave them hanging. Well, unfortunately, I feel like sometimes that's where the church is today. We're playing a game of hide and seek, and we've told the world out there just keep hiding. Because they're the annoying kids. They're the, the ones, the tough ones we don't want to really hang around with. We don't want to get messy. We don't want to get out there and find them because then it's going to mean, oh now I gotta work, I gotta disciple them, I gotta train them, I gotta help them, I gotta, I'm gonna to have to do something. But Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Mm. I don't want it to be too heavy today. I I just want to get this across to us, that God wants us seeking after the lost. And that word is an action word. It's not just sitting in a chair somewhere. When we're hiding, you know, when we're sitting there hiding from the hiders, right? The people that are hiding, I've done that, you know, hide and seek. I go and hide behind a tree and wait, and I'm I'm not looking for them. I'm I'm just sitting over here under the shade tree, keeping cool, while they're out there somewhere hiding. And I'm not playing the game right. And God wants us to get in the game. And it takes action. It takes getting up and going and looking and seeking and finding, you know, looking in the hard places and looking to see if there's anybody left there. Hmm. Well, let's bring this back a little bit. Turn with me to Mark chapter 1. I want to read a couple of scriptures, and then we're, we're going to go into what I believe God wants us to, to look at today. Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. Mark 1, 16 through 20. It says, passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee, In the boat with the hired servants and followed him. I'll come back to that in a minute. Turn with me now to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 35 through 51. John 1, 35 through 51. I'll give you a second to get there. It says, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. I'll repeat that. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael. And said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Now, I will be using this text over the, the next few weeks just to pull some things out, to draw some things out of these passages to help us to understand the importance and what God's wanting us to do of seeking the lost. Today, what I want to talk about is the action of seeking. The action of seeking. Now, Jesus went out. This is my first point. Jesus went out. I, I want you to hear that. Jesus went out. Okay? Now, now, I don't think you're getting it yet. Jesus went out. He went out somewhere. He went out after something. Right? You see, it, it's very important to note that Jesus went out to find his disciples. Jesus wasn't in the temple when He found any of His disciples. Now think about that. Jesus, the Son of God, the one who knew the Word because He was the Word, amen, could have been in the temple and then preaching and teaching and drawing great crowds and having people come in and making them His disciples. Right? But what does the Scripture say? Jesus went out. Jesus went out. He went out there. He went out there. Out of the comfort zone, out of the place that, that feels comfortable, out of His place where He was in that place of distinction and authority, in that, in that place where everybody was looking to Him, in that place that He could have felt very, very, very comfortable He could have just waited on them to come, or he could have sent out some people and put out banners and flyers, and you know, uh, told everybody, put out a TV ad, and said, "Hey, I'm looking for some disciples that can help me change the world. Come, come to the temple this week and receive." Amen. But no, we see Jesus out on the road walking by it says john was baptizing people and jesus was out just walking by he was walking i've been to that place and you don't just walk by out there okay at the jordan river where john the baptist was baptizing it's out in the middle of the desert out in the middle of nowhere it's not something that you just kind of you know are strolling by to go down to the market and to do you know no you got to be going there looking for somebody or something because it is, it is a desolate place so Jesus was walking by it wasn't like he was just out on a stroll he was out there looking he was out there seeking after someone who would be the one to follow him. You see, he, he was out there at the side of the Galilee Sea, Galilean Sea, and, and, and he saw these fishermen. Now, if I were to go out and try to choose disciples to come and follow me and help change the world, I don't know that those would be the places I'd be looking. But Jesus was. Because he knew that those were the guys, those were the people who needed the message. Now, we all need the message, right? But those were the people who thought they needed the message. Who realized they needed the message. Who understood that they were a nobody and needed somebody to come and save them. So that's where Jesus went. Jesus, throughout His ministry, we see Him going out. He's going out on the highways and the byways into places where the people were, the common people were at. Now He could have found some priests who were very educated, very well educated in the Word and and everything, known all the, the customs and the things, and He could have made them His disciples. But see, they didn't realize they needed a Savior. They thought that they had already achieved it through their own works, through their own righteousness. But Jesus went out. He went out to find the lost. So the point that I'm trying to make is Jesus went out seeking the lost. He didn't wait for them to come to Him. He didn't wait for them to come to church. Amen? Amen? He went out there and found them. And he didn't just go out among the people. He went out among the people with purpose. You see, too many times my purpose for going out is to go buy groceries, to go get some gas at the gas station, to go pick up something at Lowe's, to to go... Uh, let somebody serve me at a restaurant. Amen? That's my purpose. That's that's why I'm going. And so many times I forget to even consider the person that's in front of me. The other night, Janice and I went out with Bruce and Marsha Headley on that Saturday night before they preached and we were at the restaurant and and we've been with them many times at, at meals and every single time, not, not just sometimes, every single time they will ask our server, we're getting ready to pray, is there anything we can pray with you about tonight? Every time. Because they're people that go out with purpose. I have to admit, I'm not that faithful in doing that. Now, I've done it some, but not that faithful at doing that. But because of their faithfulness, because of their faithfulness that night, This young lady ended up, when she finished up with all of her other tables and was getting ready to finish up the night and close up, she came back to our table and began to talk with us. And she ended up on her knees next to our table praying a prayer of salvation. I tell you that story because we need to be people of purpose. People that are going out into the world with a purpose. Jesus didn't just go out strolling around and hoping that everybody would come and follow Him. He went out to seek those that were lost and to bring healing and health and wholeness and restoration and salvation to people. He went out to make disciples and to bring them in. As Christians, I believe the Lord wants us to have His mission of going out and seeking to save the lost. Now, as we read down in the story, we also hear about Andrew, who went on a mission. Andrew went on a mission, didn't he? You see, Jesus found Andrew and began to share with him about the kingdom of God. And suddenly, Andrew realized... That Jesus was the Messiah. This is the one we've been waiting on. This is the person that we've been looking for. This is the one that the scriptures tell us about that will come one day to set our nation free. And Andrew, when he realized who he truly was, he says, I can't keep this to myself anymore. I gotta go tell my brother. I got to go tell Simon, come on, Jesus is here. He's the one. And it says that Andrew went out and found Peter and brought him to Jesus. Wow. This is, this is what we have to realize is that we have a gospel message. What does the gospel message mean? Gospel means good news. That's all it means. I have the good news. I have some good news that I need to share with somebody. Now, you may think, well, I'm not, you know, that verse in the Bible and all, I don't know everything. Andrew just met Jesus. Jesus. It doesn't even necessarily say he had a one on one personal conversation with Jesus. Jesus was teaching and told him all these things, and all of a sudden, Andrew's like, I got to go tell somebody. This is good news. This is the good news. You see, Andrew didn't have a lot, but what he knew, he went and shared. All of us have a story. All of us have something. If we have met Jesus, if we have had an encounter with Him, if we have heard the Word, we have something to go and share with somebody else. That Jesus is real. That He is alive. He is the deliverer. He is the one we're looking for. Because believe it or not, everyone in this world is looking for Jesus. They just don't know it. Andrew didn't know. He was looking for the Messiah, but he didn't know it was Jesus. He was looking for something, someone to come into his life to change his life. And when he finally realized this message, he's the one. He's the one that I've been waiting for all my life. He's the one that can change things. Then Andrew couldn't keep it to himself. He had to go. Christians today, we need to realize that we have received a message that is too good to keep to ourselves. It's too good to keep to ourselves. Man, if Jesus has done something in your life, how can you not tell somebody else about it? How can you keep it to yourself? They're looking for the good news. They're looking for something. And if you have found it, It's like you having the answer to everything in life, and you keep it to yourself. Oh, I mean, people are dying to get this good news. They're they're wanting it so desperately, and yet we're afraid to tell them about it because we think, oh, they may reject me. They may think I'm weird. They may think that this is crazy. Who cares? If it's the good news, it's the good news. If it's changed your life, it's changed your life. If It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It shouldn't matter whether they receive it or not. In the scriptures, we're told that they're going to persecute us over it. They're, they're, many are not going to receive it. But it's too good of a message to keep to ourselves. There are thousands of people right here in the Hickson and Sonny Daisy area that need the message of Jesus Christ. Right here in our community. We don't have to go around the world. It's great that we have missionaries that go around the world because there are millions out there that need to hear as well. But you are called to seek and to save the lost right here. Right where you're at. Our neighbors need to be brought to Jesus, not just to church. Let me just just make that clear. Now, it's great that we have different events and different activities. And like last week, we had the fish fry. Those are great opportunities to invite somebody to have an experience that they've never had before of hearing the gospel, hearing the good news. But the thing we need to understand is we need to have a purpose. That what my purpose is, is to help them to get to Jesus. It's not just to get to church, because there are thousands upon thousands of people today that I believe are sitting in church services today that may not even know the good news for themselves. They may not make it to heaven. Because they don't have that personal relationship with him. That, that intimate relationship with him. They, they haven't experienced the good news. That Jesus died for me. Andrew didn't bring his brother to church. Because they had a good program or an event going on. Those are good and those are great. But what Andrew shared was this we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. And he brought his brother to Jesus. And that is his mission. And that must be our mission as well, is to bring people to Jesus. Then as we look on further down in the passages that I read, we find Philip. And Philip went out and found Nathanael. Nathanael was the cynic. And Philip, he told him all about Jesus and the Messiah. And what was Nathanael's response? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Hmm. I mean... He told, I'm sure, that when Philip went to him, he wasn't just like, you know, hey, I think I found the Messiah. You know, you might want to come and check him out and see what's going on. And, you know, hey. I'm sure he goes up to Nathaniel he's like, man, man, let me me tell you something. I think I found the Messiah. I... Man, he is, he is saying stuff I've never heard before. There's, there's authority and there's power in his voice and there's something about this guy. You need to come. You need to come. This man from Nazareth. And Nathaniel's like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He was the cynic. He could find something bad in anything and everything. We live in a world of cynics today. Amen. And if we're not careful, it will infect us. Because everything is bad. Everything is something. Everything can be turned into something today. We have to be careful what we say and how we say it and what's because you mean what happened was is that Philip tells him all about the Messiah. And all he could give was an ethnic slur. Think about that. This is the world we live in today. And no matter how much good news, how much you want to tell somebody, you're a racist, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're given some kind of a slur of some sort. You're labeled as something, but, but this did not deter Philip, did it? What did he respond? He said, come and see. Come and see. You're a cynic. You want to see it to believe it? Well then, come on. Come with me, Nathaniel. Come and see that Jesus is the Messiah. Come with me. Come on. Let's go and let's talk to him. And let's see if he's not who he says he is. Amen? Amen? Well, this is what must happen for us to begin to reach our community for Christ. We must be completely convinced that there is something to come and see. Because if we're not convinced, we're not going to convince them. If we're not seeing the power the authority, then they're not going to see it. I've got to be convinced that there is something to come and see. You see, there has to be something for them to see in your life right now, today, that's going to convince them that there is a reason to come and see. We need to be walking in the power of the Spirit on a daily basis. Because if they don't see the power of the Spirit in your life, then how are you any different than me? Right? How is He any different? Oh, He's just from Nazareth. Forget about Him. If they don't see the power, if they don't experience the power, if they aren't seeing you walking in a different way than the rest of the world, then why would they want to come? And see for themselves. You see. When we're walking in the power of the spirit. On a daily basis. Then we bring them to church service. Or a small group. And then they see. The demonstration. Of the power and the spirit of God. In my life. And in others lives. And they begin to see Jesus. For who he really is that if he can change those people, he can change me. You, you see, when Nathaniel walked up to uh, to Jesus, he said, you know, Jesus basically says, well, here comes the cynic, right? I mean, we don't want to look at it, you know, as Jesus kind of being a smart aleck in this. But, you know, to me, when I read it, I'm like, you know, he's kind of being like, okay, you're a cynic. Let me Let me just kind of give it back to you here a little bit right i mean read through that again right he's he's just kind of he kind of does something and and, and he nathaniel's like well how do you know me you know because he was like you're a cynic aren't you yeah come on and nathaniel's like well how do you know me and he says i saw you before he called you underneath the fig tree Nathaniel's just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what just happened here? How in the world, how, how did you see me? How did you know I was under the fig tree? I just came up here. You just met me. You see, Jesus knew how to talk to people, how to get them to that place, to realize, to understand. I'm, I'm trying to make it real here, guys, today, all right? Because I believe Jesus was real with people. He didn't try to just go out and preach a gospel out there that nobody would understand and use eloquent words and read scriptures that nobody could really understand and try to, you know, give you the definitions of every Greek and Hebrew. And you know. He walked out and he said, oh, you're a cynic, okay. Well, and the guy goes, well, how did you know me? And he goes, well, I saw you when you were standing under the fig tree. And it blows Nathaniel away. Because he realizes this man has something that I've never seen. Nobody has ever been able to tell me that. That they saw me standing when I was way off somewhere else. He demonstrated the power of God. You see, when Nathaniel saw this, He saw the working of the Spirit. See, the gift of the Spirit was working through Jesus. Think about that. It wasn't just because he was Jesus. It was because he had the Spirit, the Holy Spirit working in him that gave him that knowledge to be able to speak that to that individual to change somebody's life. And do you know what the Scriptures tell us? that same Spirit dwells in you. That same Spirit. Sometimes I think we get freaked out by the gifts of the Spirit and and different things because we just like, oh, it's amazing, it's powerful. Yes, it is. But it should be natural for the child of God. Because that's what's going to change people's lives. It's not just preaching a good sermon or talking about different things. It's going to be demonstrating the power of God before them. And all Jesus had to say was, I saw you under a fig tree. And all of a sudden, this man's life was changed. He went from being a cynic to a believer in a matter of seconds. And it was all because Jesus was being led by the Spirit and knowing what to say and when to say it and how to say it to this individual who was walking up to Him. And that same Spirit that was in Jesus, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. And He can do that for you as well. Because when we demonstrate the power of the Spirit, that's when all of a sudden people's lives, of walls break down, everything begins to change. So here is the bottom line as I begin to, to wrap up. And if you want to go ahead and come up with one. It's time to stop waiting on the lost to come to us. Amen? Amen. And it is time to get up each morning with purpose as we go out into the world. Many times I think we miss opportunities to bring people to Jesus because we didn't go out with purpose. We just went out. And we didn't see him. And we weren't aware. And we weren't looking for the opportunity. We weren't seeking. Seeking is an action word, it's a, it's a thing of purpose, it's a thing of going out for a particular purpose. So we need to get a renewed passion for the gospel message of Jesus Christ, like Andrew had that compelled him to run and share the good news with his brother we need that we need to be asking god give me that passion again for the gospel that passion the good news let me let me get it in the depths of my heart that this is the good news this is the only news that everyone needs to hear and then we need to actively bring people to jesus And that will happen as we are living our daily lives empowered by the Spirit of God and going out with purpose and power into this world. Now, as, as I bring it to a close today, I, I, I want to I give you a powerful illustration, I believe, of what Jesus was talking about when He said that He came to seek and to save the lost and He wants us to do the same. There's a movie that I I hadn't seen, and Pastor Lauren had told me about it um, a little over a week ago, and I watched it last, last Sunday afternoon, actually. And it's called Hacksaw Ridge. It's a war movie. I like war movies. I like watching those. I knew somewhat about the movie, what it was supposed to be about, but I didn't know everything about it until I watched it. And if you guys know me, I'm I'm not one to cry in movies. But I was down there in the basement by myself and I was just sobbing by the time I got to the end of this movie. A man by the name of Desmond Doss gave a perfect illustration of what it means to seek and save the lost. Desmond went into battle without a weapon of any kind. To defend himself because he believed that it was wrong for him to take a life no matter what. That was his conviction. The army almost didn't allow him to go, but were ready to actually put him into jail, into prison, for the rest of his life. Because he had disobeyed a a direct order of a superior officer to pick up a weapon. He was ready to go to jail for it. God intervened. I won't go into that story, but that's a powerful story in itself. But after he was released to go in and to serve with the rest of his his company, he went overseas to Okinawa in the middle of World War II. It was a stronghold that would be a turning point in the in the war. And he went in without a weapon in his hand as a medic to go and to bring people and help them when they've gotten hurt. Well, they go in and they start pushing the enemy back and he goes forward into the battle to help and to bring people out ahead of even some of the others. And he's he's bringing them out and helping people. But then all of a sudden, reinforcements of the enemy arrive and they start pushing them back. And they're pushed back to a cliff. And all of his, everybody else that was with him, went over the side. The ones that were left, which was just a handful. But Desmond stops at the top of the ridge and he kneels down and he begins to pray and he says, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Why am I here? What are you wanting me to do? And all of a sudden as he's praying that prayer he hears in the distance a faint cry for help from one of his fellow soldiers and he says okay god i know what you want me to do and so he heads out back toward the enemy and he finds this guy but then when he gets back to the side of the cliff, he has to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with him? I don't, I don't know what to do, how to help him. He figures out a way of lashing a rope and lowers the guy down by himself. There's a couple of soldiers down at the bottom and they, you know, they're supposed to be standing guard there and they look around and all of a sudden they see this guy you know, coming over the cliff. And they don't even know what, who's doing it or why, but all of a sudden they, they go over and get him and they put him on a stretcher. Well, Desmond didn't stop there. He went back and he found another one, brought him back and lowered him down. Went and found another one, brought him back. He did this throughout the night. Everyone else had retreated, everyone else was gone. He was the only one left up there with all these wounded soldiers. Every time he got back, he would pray this prayer. He would say, Lord, help me get one more. Help me get one more. By this time, his hands were bleeding from holding this rope and lowering these guys down. He was a tall, skinny guy. I don't even know how he was able to lift guys onto his shoulders and carry them, but he kept picking them up and carrying them all the way back and then lowering them down. After one guy, I would have been done. But he kept on. He said, Lord, help me get one more. Help me get one more. Help me get one more. And I'm talking now the enemy its starting to get daylight and the enemy is back out and they're prowling around and he's, he's ducking through things and, and climbing over and getting to the men and bringing them out and dragging them all the way back to the cliff. Desmond Doss is credited with saving 75 soldiers. I mean, think about that number. 75 men would have died out there on the field if Desmond hadn't prayed a prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do? And then when he got one, he prayed the next prayer. Lord, help me get one more. That's how desperate the situation is, folks. There are people out there in the world right now dying. They're laying on the battlefield, wounded and broken and hurting and dying, and they need somebody to save them. Jesus is the only answer. But He wants to use you to go and save one more. This morning as we we come to this close, I I believe that God is looking for some Desmond Dosses today. He's looking for people that will say, you know what, God, it's me. I'm going to seek one more. I'm going to seek after one more. I may never found one, but I'm, I know today you're speaking to me and telling me I need to go find one and bring them to you. I want to be that one to go out and to bring in one more. Do you know that if all of us went out this week and found one, that we would double in size? We'd have a hard time seating everybody next week because we found one more. I mean, you think about that. All we have to do is say, God, help me get one more. If you'll stand with me this morning as we close. I just want you to bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment right now. Because I want it to be God moving in your life and speaking to you today. Don't be looking around at anybody else. Don't be thinking about anybody else that's in this place. Just you and God. First, I want to give an invitation to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to ask for the forgiveness for yourself. Because there may be somebody here today that you've never asked him for your forgiveness of your sins. And you need to be the one to be drug off that battlefield, to be brought to healing and restoration in your life. If that's you today, I I just want you to lift up your hand because I want to pray with you. I want to pray that Jesus will come and forgive you of your sins and cleanse you and make you right and heal you of all the hurt and all the pain that you're dealing with in your life. If you need Jesus today, I want you to just lift up your hand right now. Because He wants to come into your life. Since I don't see a hand today, I'm going to believe that everyone here has made that commitment to at least follow after Him. But today, if you're one that would say, you know what? I realize I've not been seeking the lost like I need to. I'm not out with purpose when I go into the marketplace. I'm not going out there looking like Jesus was along the highways and the byways in the difficult places and searching out people who needed His help. If you're here today and you have not been doing as much or, or, or going like you should and you know that today you want to make that commitment to follow after him even a greater way of seeking after the lost I just want you to just come forward I just want you to make make that step I want you to come to the front and I just want you to just say you know what I'm going to seek after the lost I'm going to make it a purpose in my life. I'm going to make it a priority in my life that as I go out into my my job tomorrow, as I go to school tomorrow, as I go out to the restaurant this afternoon, as I go into the places where people are, I am going to go out with purpose from this day forward. I'm not going to go out just to go out. I'm going to go out with the purpose of bringing people to Jesus. Of letting them know that Jesus is the good news and that there is no other news but Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Right now, Lord, I pray for everyone. God, especially these that have come to this altar, come to this this front, Lord God, to make that declaration by by moving forward. They're telling you, Lord Jesus, that they want to be like a Desmond Doss. Lord, they want to be that one who says, God, use me to get one more. Use me to go out and find somebody who's hurting and broken and bring them to Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help us, God, from this day forward to go out of this place. God, with a purpose in our heart and our mind. Lord, God, that we're not going to go out just to to do our business or take care of things. But Lord, we're going to go out to seek and to save the lost. God, we're going to go out to to look for people who are hurting and not try to avoid them. We're going to be sensitive to Your Spirit and God, be led by Your Spirit and empowered by Your Spirit and God, let the power of Your Spirit move through us as we go out into the marketplace. Father, I just pray right now a special blessing upon each one, Lord, is crying out to You for that. God, help us God, to every day have that in our minds. Every morning when we wake up, Lord, that we would have a purpose to go out and to seek and save the lost. Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning, God, for what you've spoken to us. Continue to work in us, Lord God, and and help us, forgive us when we haven't sought after the lost. But God, help us to make it a priority in our lives every day from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for being here today. And I pray that you will take this message. Not let it be a thing of trying to to force you or or, or coerce you. It's a thing of, you know what? I, I have the greatest news. And I want to go out and share it with somebody today. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Hope to see the guys tonight at the men's thing.